This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, September 6th, 2015. Reset from exhausted to energized. Good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Thank you, God, for this day, a day where we can begin to explore our September series called Reset. God, thank you for just being able to take a deep breath in. Uh, together, churches breathe deep in, one in and out, <laughs> settle down and settle in. We thank you and praise you for this day and all days. And everybody gathered said, Amen. Amen. Well, the day's just begun and I'm already running late with too many irons in the fire and too much on my plate. I'd be pulling out my hair if I could just get one hand free. And I'd stop this world if I could find the key. Well, that's the words to a song that was uh, a pretty big hit in the Christian world back in 1994. And it doesn't really seem like things have changed 21 years later. In fact, it actually seemed like things have gotten a lot crazier. Maybe you've felt that way on occasion. I know I certainly have. And it's more than just on occasion. Maybe that's the norm. Maybe that's your norm. Maybe life just seems like it's on overload. Hmm. You familiar with reset buttons? You know, you've got them all over the house, like in the little outlet above the counter in the kitchen, there's a little reset button. Uh, I think on the bottom of most garbage disposals, there's a little reset button. Maybe on your heater, on our air conditioner, I hope there's a reset button because it isn't working right now. Anyway, the list goes on. And on and basically, they, all those buttons do the same thing. They, they, the reset keeps the circuits from, from getting overloaded to avoid overheating or even possibly fire. Don't you wish you had a reset button for when your life gets overloaded and you could just push it and things get back to, well, whatever normal is? <laughs> Well, let's face it, we live in a culture that's fast-paced, it's intense, it's downright crazy and busy. At times, if anything, it just seems to be getting busier and busier all the time, and I really think technology has everything to do with that. Most of us are living in times that really reflect the culture that we live in, and as a result, we hear people use words describing their life like tired and dragging and anxious and exhausted and overloaded and overscheduled and overwhelmed and overworked. It reminds us of one of our favorite songs, uh, <laughs> Jackson Brown, uh, Running on Empty. Anybody remember that a long time ago? Yeah, running on empty. Well, you know what, it's more. It's more than just running on empty. It's that people we are very close to being burned out. We're burned out altogether. Gosh, there are so many books about that. You go into uh, any bookstore and it's just racks and racks and racks of 
self-help books, ways to unclutter our lives, simplify our lives, assuming that we have time and energy to even read the books. Anyway, simplifying is a whole lot easier said than done. So the question is, what are we going to do? <clears throat> Most of us aren't in a position to walk away from our lives from our responsibilities, from our relationships, nor would we want to. You know, a, a life of lounging poolside isn't in the cards for most of us, and most of us need more than that anyway. So what are we gonna do? When his book, <laughs> Simplify, by a pastor and author Bill Hybels, he offers us this. Simplified living is about more than doing less. Uh, that's really an important concept here, folks. Simplified living is about more than doing less. It's being who God <clears throat> called us to be with a wholehearted, single-minded focus. It's walking away from innumerable lesser opportunities in favor of the few which we've been called and for which we've been created. It's a lifestyle that allows us, when our heads hit the pillow at night, to reflect with gratitude that our day was well invested and the varied responsibilities of our lives are in order. Mm. And so if Hybels is right, then the antidote for this crazy life that surrounds us and often engulfs us isn't just to do less but to somehow focus on being who God is calling us to be. Somehow focus on those things God created us for and walk away, walk away from some other opportunities to invest our time and energy in God-centered, God-inspired, in a God-centered, God-inspired lifestyle. If we're able to do this, we might then be able to move from being exhausted to being energized. So what does God's Word, what does the Holy Bible say about this? Well, there's a great story in the book of Luke. Luke's in the second half of the Bible. In the New Testament, it's called a Gospel, Luke. And that focuses on someone who would love to hit the reset button. Her name is Martha, and this is her story. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, only, or indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Mm. So Martha is kind of the poster child for what we're talking about this morning, for what we're talking about this whole month. Overscheduled, overworked, overwhelmed, in a word, Martha is exhausted. And, and when we're exhausted and we still have more to do, the last thing we want to see is someone, especially a sister, lounging at the feet of the Savior while we're doing all the work. And the worst part of it all, Jesus doesn't even seem to care. 
If he did, he'd tell Mary to help her sister. That's exactly what Martha tells him in no uncertain terms. Now, from other stories in Scripture, we find that Martha and Mary, along with their brother Lazarus, were very close friends with Jesus, the kind of friend that he would go to their home so that he could rest and get renewed, so that he could have some respite, some downtime. Their house was one of the few places where he really had this safe place to just be he trusted and he loved Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. They were good friends. The kind of place where their home was warm and welcome for him. Now on this particular visit though, Jesus uh, didn't experience that at all because there was an intensity. You know, here he goes to recharge his batteries and there's tension between the sisters one is bordering on overload, and the other is sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to her mm. Lord. And, and as Carrie said, Jesus loves these, these women. He realizes this tension is not good for his friend Martha. It's not healthy for her, nor the household. And so he gently, calmly, caringly, lovingly takes this as a teachable moment. She says, Martha, Martha, you're worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. In other words, he's kind of saying, look, I didn't stop here for a five-course gourmet meal. I didn't stop to do the white glove dust test around your house. I didn't stop to throw you into a tizzy to add more stress to your already overwhelming day. I, I'm here to just visit, to talk, to connect with you and your sister. I'm here for relationship, pure and simple. Your, your sister understands, and I'm not going to take that away from her so that she can help you with these chores. All right, let's get real. Somebody had to cook. <laughs> you know, we all have more stuff to do than time to do it. Is there an amen on that? Yeah. Oh, there's a loud amen on that. That was a pretty big <laughs> Whoa. amen. But sometimes the reality is, the truth is, we do have to let some stuff go, to just shut down, to stop, to relax, and actually to enjoy the moment a moment with our Savior, a moment with our spouse, a moment with our child, our grandchild, our friends. And it's not easy. I know. Amen. I am a very task-oriented person. Hey, my top spiritual gift is administration. So I have this checklist that is so unrealistic every single day. Every single day. And there comes a point where I realize, and the staff has watched me when I go on overload, and maybe we need to have a code word, Lori and Reset. Barry. Reset. Reset. <laughs> Reset. Because we miss relationship. We miss really some of the importance 
of the meat of the day that God wants for each one of us. Mm. In an article from Leadership Journal, author and pastor John Ortberg shares advice that was once given to him by uh, uh, when he asked philosopher and Christian writer and speaker Dallas Willard what he needed to do to be spiritually healthy in the fast place world. He was uh, serving church up in Chicago at the time. In fact, Bill Hybels Church, uh, and it was very intense, fast paced. And he went to Willard and asked him what he needed to do. <laughs> Willard told Ortberg, "You must ruthlessly eliminate hurry. Ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life." What's funny is Ortberg was in a real hurry to get the answer, <laughs> and and was kind of pushing him hard for it. And then Ortberg, in this article, goes on to share this. He says. I've concluded that my life, and check this out, the well-being of the people I serve depends on following Dallas's, Dallas Willard's prescription, for hurry is the great enemy of spiritual life in our day. Say that again. Hurry is the great enemy of spiritual life in our day. Hurry destroys souls. So running on empty is not fun for anybody, and it's certainly not fun for the person who's running, but also really not fun for the person around, the people around us who are experiencing that. And sometimes our challenge is that we're so exhausted that we don't even recognize how empty we've gotten. I've been there a number of times. We don't even recognize how exhausted we've become, how we need to set that reset button. And there are signs. There are signs of that. You know, if you find that you're getting irritated over little things, small things, there's your sign. If you're putting in more time and getting less done, there's your sign. If you find that you're not even enjoying the things that you normally enjoy while you're doing them, say it with me. There's, There's your sign. sign. If you find that you're not enjoying the company of people around you, normally that energizes you and instead you're feeling depleted, say it with me. There's your sign. So when you start seeing the signs, it's a heads up that something needs to happen Something needs to change. Believe me, I am preaching to myself right now. A reset is in order. So perhaps what is needed is an assessment of what you're doing, where you're spending your time and energy, prioritizing your life. Perhaps you've said yes to one too many great opportunities. There are a lot of great opportunities out there, but sometimes we say yes too many of them. Truth is, we can't just drop everything. We've got responsibilities, and people are counting on us at home, at school, work, church, you name it. There, there are certain things that, that need our time and energy in which we really can't or shouldn't not do. But on the other hand, many of us are very good at volunteering. I mean, we celebrate that here at church. Without volunteers, this place couldn't function. 
Trouble is, some of us are too good at volunteering, too good at helping out, too good at saying yes. Again, it's not a bad thing until we're exhausted from all we're doing. When that happens, it might be time to take an inventory and, and maybe let go of one or two of those things. It might be time to let one or two of those things your children are doing, let go of them. Like we were talking, we, we have four kids. Uh, they're grown up now, but when they were little, if they were just involved in one sporting event or, you know, team, team and one thing one, at school like band, I mean, for us, that's four, I mean, excuse me, that's eight things a week. And how many are only involved in one or two? You know, I hear of kids and so involved, I, I don't know how they even breathe, let alone their parents. We've uh, taught a generation of kids to be very busy. We really have. Too busy sometimes. They, they need to breathe too. They need downtime. Might be time for us to let go of things, or might be time to, to make that decision. When the kids, they want to do it all. Well, sometimes as parents, we got to say, you're going to do, you got, you got a choice of whatever it is, two, three, not seven. And you got to pick, oh, I can pick, be the parent. Help them give something up, give them some breathing space. And, and, and then the challenge is, <laughs> it's like a vacuum when you give something up, it sucks something right back into it, amen? Yeah, that's an opportunity to do that thing I've been wanting to do for, okay. Leave the time open. Allow yourself a little breathing space. A moment or two of downtime. A, a moment or two to just enjoy. A moment or two to sit at the feet of Jesus and, and connect. You know, and it, it's not a sin to have some time to breathe. And we don't have to feel guilty about it. We don't have to. Well, in addition to um, saying no, we also need to learn what fills our tank, what recharges our batteries, what replenishes our soul. Because we're at the bet, we're at our best when we, when our tanks are full, when our souls are replenished, when we're nourished. So, how do you fill your tank? What is it? that energizes you? How do you fill your energy reserves? Maybe it's been a long time that you've been replenished, that you felt replenished, that you're not even sure of what that answer is. We've asked uh, Jen Andes uh, to share her thoughts on this. Take a look. High school. Um, I'm going into my 17th year of teaching. I have, I am a mother of two beautiful daughters, one in middle school and one in elementary school. This was our first week and I will tell you I am bone tired. Um, it has been a long, exhausting week uh, full of meeting new students. My children are having new experiences and so it's been a, a week of ups and downs but the word I would say at the end of this week is I've been bone tired. Just, you know, how do we come back from that? How do we get rejuvenated? Um, it's it, it, lots of laughter and lots of just laughing at yourself, laughing at your circumstances, and then just being grateful for everything that um, 
you've been given. Also having a great support system helps immensely. Um, I'm very blessed with my husband who when I start the first week of school, he has an ability to make me laugh and kind of refocus me and and then my support system of my small group, which one of the things that we do every night um, as a family, or at least most nights, because the craziness of a middle school or an elementary school, um, is we do get together and we eat a meal together. And during that meal, we try to say the things that we are grateful for. And one thing that, you know, helps us or one thing that just made our day. And then sometimes that's a stretch and sometimes we have to say, I'm thankful for my dog or, you know, and other, but it keeps us focused on being the grateful for what we have. Because if you look around, we have an awful lot. And in our country, we have an awful lot. So it's, it really is all about honoring God. And when we keep our eyes focused on honoring God, all the, the, the stresses and the bone tireds and all of that kind of work themselves out. And, and it's such that at the end of the day, you can smile. So thanks to Jen. In, in addition, consider this, uh, these things. Um, take time to connect with God. You know, all too often when we're running on empty, the first thing that suffers is our God time. It's the opposite of what it should, uh, we should allow. First and foremost is our time with God. When we're right with God, when we're in conversation with God, when we're in relationship with God, everything else falls into place better. You know, when you read in Scripture, there were lines of people waiting to talk to Jesus, waiting to have him pray for him, waiting to have him heal him. Lines of people waiting, waiting, waiting. And you know, he didn't get to them all. Sometimes he had to say, enough. And um, uh, he needed a recharge. Generally, the way he recharged, he would go off to himself and he would pray to God the Father. That, that was his recharge time. Uh, I, I remember, remember the story where he fed the 5,000, he had the loaves and fishes and fed the 5,000? Well, if you read the scripture in Matthew, immediately following that, he sent his disciples across the lake in the boat, but he stayed behind to go up on the, on the mountain there and pray to recharge his batteries. You know, that was a pretty good recharge because when he got done, he was able to walk on water. <laughs> Just think what you're going to be able to do <laughs> after recharging with a little time with God. <laughs> so um, in addition to uh, God time, something else to consider, are you spending time with the people you love? Are you spending time? Now, Jen and Eric make it a priority to have mm. family meal together a couple times a week. And if you're not doing that, and if you're a young family, be sure to put that on your calendar. Critical, critical. Um, if you're in a marital relationship, do you have a date night? It's really important. Don't wait until the kids are gone. Do it now. How about family game night or game night with friends? All these kinds of things really can replenish us so that we're not as weary because relationships 
really do energize our souls when they're healthy and when we're in relationship with people who we really love and care about. Mm, yeah, priority. Um, what about recreation time? Do you have something that you do recreationally that recharges your batteries? Think about that word, recreation. It, it brings you back to uh, the point of creation. It energizes you. For me, it, it's photography. I love to take my camera and just go out and I'll take it, even if we're like we're on vacation or something, I get lost kind of in the moment, just uh, shooting uh, pictures. What, what is it that energizes you? And, and don't count Facebook or TV, because what you'll find is they probably drain you as much or more than they have the possibility of energizing you. And the fourth thing we're going to say is exercise, and that is an absolute hoot for us to be saying to you. But I have to say that over the last three months, I've made that a priority in my life. I was bone weary, I was tired. If I walked from here to the corner, I had no energy. And I actually got a toe-stepping nudge from Jesus, from the Holy Spirit, to say, Carrie, Carrie, what are you doing? Hmm. And so for me now, Exercise is a priority, and I've established a program that is in my schedule. And I have more energy than I've had in 20 years. And so it's important for all of us to do something, to walk, to whatever that looks like in your life. We are not too busy to take care of ourselves physically. Mm. And so might, you might now be thinking or saying to yourself, okay, great. My schedule's already on overload. Now you guys want to add more to it from what you just said. Okay. It might take some rearranging. It might even take some prioritizing. It might also even involve some saying goodbye to some things. But sometimes, see, we're running on empty because we're majoring in the minors letting the small stuff take time that we need to devote to the big stuff. We would encourage you to block time out, block it out. Block it out for the important things before anything else. Like, it's an, like for us, it would be an appointment on our calendar. Like I put the appointment on our calendar for our date on right. Friday night. Right. If I don't have it on the calendar, it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Take block out time for um, uh, for God. Your God time. Block out time for spouse, kids, fa friends, family on your calendar. Recreation. Block it out. Exercise. Same thing. You've got to make time for what's important. And you can't wait till after everything else and then put it in. Now, of course, we all got work, right? And hopefully your work energizes you. If it doesn't, pray, God, please help it to somehow me realize how it's under. Or you may need to find a, a different work that does. Work is too big of a part of your day to be constantly draining you. Of course, that's blocked out. You automatically have that blocked out. And after that, then block these other things out, the important tank-filling things. You can't let them be optional. 
Make sure there's time for it. It's up to you because it's your schedule. It's your life. So from exhausted to energized, we encourage you to step back, take an honest assessment, ask yourself what's depleting you and why. Why you're allowing that to happen. Seek God's help as to what to what's causing you to run on empty, what you're having trouble with. And if you're having trouble with um, making that assessment of your life, ask a trusted friend to help you. And if that doesn't work, consider a Christian counselor. And so what you, once you figure out what's depleting you, why you're letting it happen, and how you can let it go, then take time out to figure out a replenishment plan. Um, is it may take some time and energy. I know you say we don't have time. Take some time and energy, but that's okay. It's important. Take time with God, family, friends. Consider value of your work. Figure out recreation that replenishes. Begin the exercise program. Do whatever it takes to fill your tank, to recharge your battery, whatever you want to call it, to, to replenish your soul. Hit the reset button by saying no to the things that drain you and yes to the things that energize you. So back to our scripture this morning in Luke. Mary and Martha and Jesus. Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you're worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. So we encourage you, here today to be run, go from exhausted to energized and don't let anything or anyone take that from you. That's the good news. Let's live it and let's believe it. Mm. Let's pray. Almighty God, um, hear this scripture in uh, Luke clearly tells us that we do need to take time and sit at your feet and make that a priority. And it seems that there are so many things that uh, vie for our time, but help us place you before that and then order our lives. Thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit who guides us, who convicts us, who challenges us and who walks with us through every moment of each day. We pray this in your holy name. Everybody gathered said, amen. amen. Okay, everybody stand up for just a second. Stand up. Stand up. All right, now take a deep lung-filling breath. and <sighs> Let it out. Do that twice. Thank you. Shake your arms a little bit. Twist your head around. I can't believe you're doing this. This is awesome. Another deep cleansing breath. Now we're going to do some jump. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my weight. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at Just Show Up. Church. You can also call our church offices at 302-367-1700.
678-7692. Connection Community Church. Connecting